0: Okay, we're up to Daf Pei Ahmed Alif the second line, there's the two dots. So, <clears throat> the Gemara says like this. Shalut Tamida Rav Gamliel. The students asked Rav Gamliel, Are you allowed to raise small domesticated animals in Eretz Yisrael? The Mishnah said you're not allowed to because they're afraid that the animals will graze on other people's fields. So they asked Rav Gamliel, "What's the halach? He said, "It's mutter. So the Gemara asked an obvious question, The Mishnah just said that it's awesome. So the Gemara says, No, they didn't ask Rav Gamliel is it allowed because Rav Gamliel is not going to argue on the Mishnah. They said, "Ma'ul they ask whether you're allowed to keep an animal if, let's say, you're buying it for a chasana or buying it for yomtif, are you allowed to keep it for um, for 30 days? Um, according to Teisvis, what this means is whether it's, um, are you allowed to keep it up to 30 days before the yomtif So the Gemara says, I'm a mutter. It's mutter, which, according to Teisvis, is corroborating The mission is ruling. You have to make sure that it doesn't graze on other people's fields. You have to tie it to your bed. The Gemara teaches. The story goes with a certain chassid. He had heart pains. They asked the doctors what to do. They said there is no remedy. You have to have fresh milk from a live animal every morning. So they brought him a goat. And they tied it to the legs of the bed. And he would have fresh milk every morning. Now this is technically, while it is refuah, it's not allowed to have a domesticated animal. According to the Mishnah. Maybe this is maybe permitted for refuah purposes, but conceptually it's against the Mishnah. So, after a few days, some rabotim came to visit him. When they saw that the animals tied to his bed, the Amr, they left the room and they said, you're keeping a robber, meaning the whole point is you're not allowed to keep an animal because they're afraid the animal is going to damage others. So you have this in your house? The honor nechassam etzlim. We're coming to visit you. Maybe they were upset that he that he was uh, not careful with his halacha. yashfu abadgu. The rabbanon sat and examined his actions. The and they found that the only thing he was not careful in halacha was this thing with the goat. And even he, at the time of his death, said, bi He says, "I know that the only sin that I have is this goat." Shavarti He felt that even though it was, I guess, a sakana, it was still osur. Because Chazal were not a fan of this. He said, I know that, that that's the only thing I did wrong. And, um, you know, I guess he did Shuvah for it. Am um, Rav Yishmar Hayu says, my, family, my father's family was from a family in the Galil. when why was that area destroyed? Because they would graze small animals in the forest. Now, here's a problem. We said in the Mishnah, you're allowed to have animals in the forest because the forest is not damaging other people. So the Gemara is going to address this in a moment. A second thing that they did wrong, they would have financial matters being judged by a single judge, which is you need a Bezdin of three, and they felt they would have a Bezdin of one, which when there's an expert is allowed, but I guess the Rabbana were not a fan of the fact that they did it, even when they weren't that level of experts. The question is like this. He said that one of the tightness against the reason why that area was destroyed is because they grazed uh, small domesticated animals by by forest. But the forest is allowed. So the Gemara says, so The issue was there was a small field belonging to someone else that was near the forest, and they would travel through that field to get to the forest. That was the issue. Let's you have a shepherd who did tshuva, so he had domesticated animals, which is not allowed. He had goats and sheep, which is not allowed. But he wants to do tshuva. So the halach is, yad. We don't make him sell all the sheep right away, because that's very difficult. He's going to have a financial loss to do that. And that's going to prevent people from doing tshuva. You're not going to do tshuva if you're going to financially get hurt by this. Yad yad. We let them sl- sell it off little by little. The klav mechazir also, similarly, if a convert... Gets dogs and pigs from an inheritance. We know you're not allowed to raise it. So let's say a convert has family that's not Jewish. So it falls to him as an inheritance. We don't force him to sell it right away because that's going to be a financial loss. It's very hard for people to keep that halach. They make you. They allow you to sell it off slowly, little by little. Similarly, if you have a person who made an oath that he's going to when he goes to Eretz Yisrael. He's going to buy a house and he's going to get married. We don't force him to buy the house and to get married the second he moves there. Because then he's going to have to buy something that's pretty garbage. We allow him to take the time to find a house that's appropriate for him. And the assumption is because when he made a nether to do this, we assume that he made a nether not just to buy the first house that he sees and to get married to the first woman that he meets, but to find one that's appropriate for him. Similarly, there was a story. There was a widow who was staying by her son, and it was not a good shirach, and she wanted to, it was causing her distress. She couldn't live there anymore. The of So she made a oath and she said, Call me Shiyave. Anyone who proposes to me, I'll get married so I can get out of this my son's house. So shenu So she was proposed by men that were not appropriate for her, not uh, not people. So the question is, does she have to marry them? Because she made a nether. when the Chacham heard about this, they said no. She only we assume that when she made a nether, she only made a nether for First, to marry the first person that's appropriate, not just to marry the first guy. The Gemara continues. Same way Chazal said, you're not allowed to raise small domesticated animals in Antisrael because they're going to do damage to other people's fields. So to you're not allowed to raise small undomesticated animals like deer and foxes there. Rabbi Shmuel adds, or Rabbi Shmuel says, you're allowed to small, raise small dogs because they won't do damage. Kaifrin, as Kaifrin are small cats, Chatulin are regular cats. Uh, the koifin, the chulda senoyin. Art school translate this is monkeys and bush weevils. Now, why are you allowed to raise cats, monkeys, and bush weevils when they could do damage? Mereshemah lanakar is because they get rid of mice, and therefore they do more good than bad. My chulda What are these chulda senoyin, the bush weevils? Amra Yehuda, shorotza, Kharza, They're a small, creeping, digging animal. The richarza. Some say it's a small, stinging animal the katini shaki of Araya bin khwardini their legs are thin and they live by bushes who my shorts and why is it called creeping dimitatoi shaki because its legs are under it so when it walks it looks like it's creeping amravu the maravu says a sinwat smeno bubu that Bavil has now had the same halacha regarding domesticated animals, meaning the same way so you're not allowed to have it because there's enough Jews there and it's going to damage other people's property. Bavil was so populated with Jews that it has the same halacha. You're not allowed to raise domesticated animals in Bavil either. the Ravhuna. Ravad said to mai, why are you having a domesticated animal? Meaning Ravuna had small domesticated animals like goats and sheep. and he said, I thought it's Oser in Babel, so why are you, why are you lenient? Amr leh, didach the my wife Choyva, guards the animals from grazing in other people's fields, so my, my wife stops it. Barava did not like this, he said, the does Choyva want to bury her sons, meaning your wife's going to bury her children? God forbid, he was a little bit cursing her, He's saying that, why are you allowing her to be lenient and you're relying on her? Chazal say it's not allowed, it's not allowed. The truth is, because of that curse, as long as Ravad was alive, his curse came true, and like, Zalur, Rav, Huna Rav Huna did not have children from that wife of Chayva. Some have a different version of the statement, according to this version, the Rav Huna Marav said, ever since Rav came to Bovel, we no longer have small domesticated animals, meaning Rav was the one who passed in, that Bovel is now the same as Eretz Yisrael. Rav, Shmuel, Rav Asi, Ikelebei Shavuah HaBen. The Gemara says the following story. Rav and Shmuel and Rav Asi. Now, Rav Asi was Rav's student. Rav and Shmuel and Rav Asi all came to Shavuah HaBen, which Rashi translates, it was a bris. It's the celebrate Shavuah, the, the week of the baby. So it's a bris. Yeshua HaBen. And some say there was the salvation of the son, which is a pidyon HaBen. So they're either going to a bris or a pidyon HaBen. So now the, the order should be, you allow the most choshiv to go first into the building. So you have Rav and Shmuel, and Ravasi. So it should be Rav, because Rav was the most choshiv out of the three. Then Ravasi, who's Rav's students. And then it would be Shmuel. That should be the order. But Rav le'ayel kameh the Shmuel. Rav did not want to enter before Shmuel. Go to the next page. And I think we're going to explain in a moment that Rav did not enter before Shmuel, because Rav, even though Rav was more chashiv, Rav had cursed Shmuel at one point, so he was trying to make, make it better. So he wanted to show covet to Shmuel. Shmuel did not want to go before Ravasi because Ravasi was greater, because it was Rav and the most Moskosh, then Ravasi, than Shmuel. But Rav's not going in front of Shmuel. Shmuel's not going in front of the other ones. Ravasi lay el kamid Rav, and Ravasi's not going in front of Rav. So all three Ravonim are standing by the door. No one's going in. So Amr Ma'an so they said, listen, one of us has to stay outside for a few minutes to let the other two go in in the order, and then the third one will walk in. So Nitra Shmuel, v'nei se Rav and Ravasi. Let Shmuel stay back, then Rav and Ravasi will go in. So the Gemara says, Why should Shmuel stay back? Let someone else stay back? So the answer is, "Rav The truth is, Shmuel was the least chashiv, and therefore it makes sense that he would stay at last. So why was Rav refusing to walk in front of him if Shmuel is the least chashiv? Because, The story goes, this was a maisa in Gemara Shabbos that Rav was once sick, and Shmuel gave him medicine, because Shmuel knew the medicine would help him, but it caused him distress, and Rav cursed Shmuel because of it. And therefore, in order to make up to that, Rav showed kavod. Adabri Rav Aleha, and therefore, Rav wanted to show kavod. Fine. So they have this whole story. So Shmuel staying back, Rav and Ravasi walk into the base Adhachi While they're all standing there deliberating, also a cat came and kati liyad and bit off a hand of a child, caused uh, the baby to be uh, to be hurt. So nafik Rav and Darish. When Rav heard what happened, he made the following drasha: Chatul mutil hargai. You're allowed to kill a cat meaning this is that it's a dangerous animal and therefore anyone has permission to kill it. More than that, you're not allowed to keep it as a pet. If someone steals it, there's no of gazel, because you're not supposed to keep it anyway. And you're not, allowed, you're not obligated to return a cat if it's lost. So the question is like this. Basically, you're allowed to kill it. So why do you have to say that you don't have to keep it? You're not allowed to keep it. Of course you're not allowed to keep it. If you're allowed to kill it, you're definitely not allowed to keep it as a pet. So the Gemara says, But keep the once you tell me that it's usr, that you have a mitzvah to kill the cat, my new su Why do you have to tell me that it's forbidden to keep it as a pet? Of course it's forbidden to keep it as a pet. Yeah, but you're, you're supposed to kill it, which is in wilderness. So the Gemara says, You might think, that it's mutter to kill the cat, Isur leka, but there's no actual iser of owning it. Meaning, it's not good to own it, and someone's allowed to kill it. You're allowed to kill the cat, but you don't. there's no iser of owning it. no, it's actually usr to own it. Okay, let's go to the next statement. Then you said, there's no Iserv gezel from stealing the cat. Then the last statement was, you don't have to return a cat it's lost. If you're allowed to steal a cat, you definitely don't have to return it. So the Gemara says, what it means like this you're allowed to steal a cat, and when it says you don't have to return it, what it means is, if you find a dead cat that belongs to someone, you don't have to return it because the skin is valuable. You might think you should have to return the body. Of the dead cat to the owner, so that the owner can can skim the cat and get it. Kamashula no, Chazal, we're saying you don't even have to return it. Okay. The Gemara says like this, you just said that you're allowed to kill a cat and you're not allowed to keep it. But didn't we just say on Ahmed Aleph that you're allowed to keep cats because they get rid of mice? So you said you're not allowed to keep a cat, not allowed to own a cat, but you said before you are allowed to own a cat because they get rid of the mice. So are you allowed to keep a cat or not? Are cats dangerous or not? So the Gemara answers, <laughs> The answer is it depends. Black cats are harmless, they're allowed to be kept because they get rid of mice. White cats are aggressive and not allowed to be owned. Okay, here's the problem. You're telling me white cats are a problem. But this was all motivated because a cat bit off a kid's hand. And the cat that did that was black. So you're telling me only white cats are aggressive, but the cat that actually did the damage in that story was black. So the Gemara says, The answer is, that cat that did damage was black, but it was the son of a white cat. So because of the son of the white cat, so you're let allowed to keep white cats or black cats that are the son of the white cat. Okay? Wait a minute, so you're telling me that if it's a black cat, the son of a white cat, that's awesome because that was the story. But didn't Ravina, didn't Ravina ask that question? To Boy Ravina, Ravina asked, are you allowed to keep a black cat that's the son of a white cat? So he asked that question, are they dangerous or not? So the answer is no. Ravina when Ravina asked the question, it's he was talking about a black cat, the son of a white cat, which is the grandson of a black cat. So black, white, black. That's the question. But, Rav's cat that was aggressive in that story was black, the son of a white, the son of a white. So, basically, Allah is like this. White cats are a problem. Black cats, the son of a white cat, it depends. If its grandfather is white, it's white, white, black, then it's an issue. But if it's black, white, black, that's Ravina Shaila, and he's not sure. Okay, let's just finish up the daf. Amrav Acha Papa, Meshmed the Rav Abba Papa, Mishum Rav Adi Papa, vaAmri Lo and some say Amrav Papa, Meshum Rav Chia Papa, Meshum Rav Acha Papa, vaAmri Lo and some it was Amrav Acha Papa, Mishum Rav Acha Papa, Mishum Rav Chanina bar Papa. That's the question. The question is Masriyan Alechichoch. This is the statement Masriyan Alechichoch Bashabis. You cry out for boils on Shabbos. Now, crying out is unclear what it means. So if you look at Taysvis. Taisus quotes Rashi that Masriyan is with a shoifer, that you're allowed to blow shoifer. Here's the problem. You're not allowed to blow shoifer on Shabbos. So Taisus says it doesn't mean blowing shoifer. What it means is saying anenu. Masriyan means we say anenu. So you cry out, you say anenu for having boils on Shabbos. That was the first statement of all these Rabbanim. The second statement, A door that's closed will not easily be opened. That's a cryptic statement that we'll explain in a moment, and the last one is If you buy a land, a house in Eretz Yisrael from a non-Jew, you're allowed to write a sale contract even on Shabbos. Now that's also cryptic because that doesn't can't mean that you're actually allowed to write up a contract on Shabbos. It's Chil Shabbos Derisa. But we'll we'll address each one. Okay. So the first statement was that you call out Anenu for boils on Shabbos. I have a question. The Brysis says in Tainis v'shar for other calamities that can happen to the Tsibur, such as boils, flies, waps, and mosquitoes, or snakes and scorpions. You're not calling out anenu, well, it's each individual person davens, but you don't call out publicly as a public Tsibur. So here's the question. The Brysis said that we don't say anenu for boils. But over here says you do say anenu for boils. So, which one is it? Do you say anenu or does each person each just individually daven themselves? So, the Gemara says, Lo kasha. The answer is kanbalach. Kan be yavish. The answer is it depends. If the boils are moist, you don't cry out for them anenu. They're not as dangerous. If they're dry, that's when they're dangerous. Okay. I guess dry and moist boils have different types of medicines that are required. And dry is more dangerous. As Yishuvan Levi said, the boils that Hashem brought upon the Mitzurim as part of the Makos, it was moist on the outside, but dry on the inside, which is apparently the worst. Dry on the inside is the worst. The boils and blisters erupted upon the people, and I guess uh, it erupted forming blisters. Um, The blisters on the outside, that's moist, and the inside was dry. Okay. That was the first statement, so you say anenu for dry boils. The second statement is a closed door will not readily be opened. What does that mean? It refers to smicha, meaning that if a person is supposed to get smicha, supposed to be ordained as a rabbi, but they said that he's not worthy, they closed the door on him, it is not going to be opened up very quickly. Now, okay, the Gemara continues, the second Ravashi kol hameriyin, it means that when someone is treated badly, they will not be quickly treated well. Now, what is this relevant? Um, meaning if someone is having, uh, if, if, you know, if, if, if let's say someone is going through bad luck and uh, someone tries to help them and it doesn't work out, they're not going to help them again. Why is it relevant? So Rashi says, so basically it's just saying if you have really bad luck, it's going to continue. So what, what was relevant? So Rashi says, it means you gotta daven hard because once the door closes, it's hard to open it. So if the door closes, you gotta daven really, really hard. <inaudible> said more. It's not that it's hard to open, it's never gonna open. It's even more bleak. And the truth is, Ravachamidifte <inaudible> is not correct. Ravachamidifte <inaudible> was speaking of his own experience. In his experience, it didn't open, but that doesn't mean for everybody. Um, okay. The Gemara continues. The last one was That if you buy a house in Eretz you're allowed to write a document of sale in order to finalize the sale, even on Shabbos. The Gemara says, "How could you write on Shabbos? Shabbos is is not buying land." The answer is no. It doesn't mean a Jew could write the document. It means a guy can write the document. Meaning that getting a goy to write documents for you is amir la'akum, which is generally forbidden. But in order to have Yishuv Eretz Yisrael, in order for the mitzvah of buying land in Eretz Yisrael, you're allowed if a guy is willing to sell it to you on Shabbos. Get him to get a guy to write up the document because if you wait till after Shabbos, he might change his mind. And The Gemara speaks it out, even though generally asking a guy to do something for you on Shabbos is rabbinically forbidden. Because of Eretz Yisrael, the mitzvah of buying land in Eretz Yisrael it outweighs that prohibition. He similarly says so if you buy a whole city in Eretz Yisrael. We force you to buy a road into the land. So let's say if you buy the city, you also have to buy the adjacent road leading up to the city. Because of the importance of getting more land of Eretz Yisrael. And therefore, if you buy a city, you should have to buy the entrance to the city as well. All right, we'll stop here. I'm sorry I did this quickly. It's just, it's one of the morning months Chavez Shabbos. And I, uh, I, I got, I'm busy tomorrow morning. So um, hope everyone have a wonderful Shabbos. And I'll see you guys next week.